You are listening to the Tarot by Hillary podcast. I am Hillary of tarotbyhillary.com, professional tarot reader, demystifying the mystical and putting you in touch with the most beautiful of gifts, your own intuition. Because yes, my friend, you have intuition. For this episode of the Tarot by Hillary podcast, we have a listener question, and I'm just so happy to be able to answer this question in this week's episode. So here it is, and here is my response. Hi, Hillary. Loving your podcast. I wanted to put a question to you regarding the positions of Strength and Justice card in the Rider Waite Smith deck versus the traditional placement where they're reversed. I was wanting to know what your opinion of that is as I was discussing it with a friend and I didn't have much of a background on the position other than, you know, supposedly it's the fool's journey. But what would be the difference if the different placements? Um, so I'm curious to hear what you think. Thank you. Bye. This is a fantastic question. So thank you very much, Katie, for asking it. And what Katie means um, when she's talking about the numbering or the placement of strength and justice, she means to say about strength being number eight and justice being number 11 in the traditional Rider-Waite-Smith deck. Now, what's interesting about this placement is most people or most Rider-Waite-Smith deck tarot readers equate the strength card with eight and the justice card with number 11 and this is also my association too i think of strength as number eight and justice as number 11 um so in this episode i wanted to talk a little bit about uh, why they may be switched what's the reasoning for the switch if you happen to see a tarot deck that is strength at number 11 and justice at number eight and does that change how you see or how you read these major arcana cards by that change in numbering so let's talk about it let's tackle this We will talk more in depth about the Strength card and the Justice cards, respectively, in separate Major Arcana in-depth episodes. But for this question, I wanted to touch upon a little something that I have already written um, on my blog post about the Strength card, the Major Arcana in-depth series blog post on the Strength card. Again, this is going to be an upcoming episode uh, for Strength and Justice, respectively. Um, sometimes strength um, in different decks will have a different name depending on its depiction within the deck. I have seen it to be renamed to Fortitude. And also the numbering on the strength card can be tricky. It can appear as either the 8th or the 11th card. And this is what we're talking about in this week's episode. And this is the question that Katie had, um, that this 8 to 11 switch with the Justice card. Um, and sometimes that is at the discretion of the deck designer. Most modern tarot decks has strength as number eight. Um, also, I think of that number eight put on its side and it has the infinity symbol that usually appears um, in the strength card. So that is part of the reason why I associate the strength card with the number eight 
so strongly. Remember also that the sequence of the major arcana is important and can give us clues as to the nature or significance of the card, depending on which cards come before and after the card itself. Now, there is this question on why. Why did strength and justice get flipped? And we may never know the reason why. So I'm going to cite about this conversation or about this flip from 78 Degrees of Wisdom by Rachel Pollock, the 40th anniversary edition. So on page 72 of this book, you have the strength card and that conversation about the number flip. So this was Arthur Waite's change. So he also changed the lovers or his, his um, direction that he gave to Pamela Coleman Smith changed the lovers of the tarot and also switched strength with justice. So Rachel Pollock says here, writes here, Waite's change of the lovers was just was the most obvious of his tarot alterations. His switch of strength with justice remains the most controversial. He himself gives no real reason for the change. Um, and then quoting him, for reasons which satisfy myself, this card has been interchanged with that of justice, which is usually numbered eight. As the variation carries nothing which will signify to the reader, there is no cause for explanation. Uh, okay. <laughs> so he says, he acknowledges that he changes it, but he doesn't really explain the reason why he changes it. He almost says um, very cavalierly that it's just like, well, it's obvious why it would change the numbering. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So Rachel goes on to explain the reasons are certainly more than personal. Paul Foster Case placed strength as eight and justice as 11. Aleister Crowley kept their original numbers but assigned them the Hebrew letters that would go with switching the cards. Both probably followed the Order of the Golden Dawn whose secret tarot deck also switched the two cards. Now this connection to a secret order suggests the idea of initiation. The Golden Dawn did not originate the practice of initiation, though it claimed to receive its specific rituals directly from spirit and structures. Initiation goes back thousands of years and is seen all over the world. It represents a special means of psychological transformation, the very subject of the tarot's middle line. By referring justice and the cards around it to this ancient idea, we gain a wider understanding of the tarot as an experience. Rachel continues to write, it is worth considering the implications of the old arrangement of trumps. The image of justice suggests weighing your life in the balance. The second line takes us away from the outer achievements of the first and into the self. Thus, justice in the first position would mean an assessment of what your life has meant to you, followed by a decision to search inward for greater meaning. Obviously, this fits very nicely. But if justice comes first, then all these other, all th these things occur rationally. The assessment arises as a conscious reaction to dissatisfaction. How much more powerful this assessment appears when it arises from within, forced on us by the powerful vision of the Wheel of Fortune, which is numbered 10. 
The double-edged sword of justice implies action, a response to the knowledge gained in the assessment. The idea of response leads directly to the hanged man. If justice came first, then the hermit would follow it, because the hermit is number nine. As a seeker of wisdom, the hermit would also represent a valid response to justice. But again, if we allow that wisdom to come before justice, then the hanged man, I think that's number 12 from my recollection, shows a response from deep inside. Now consider strength in both places, number eight and number 11. The picture shows a woman taming a lion. Briefly, the image suggests the energy of the unconscious released and calmed tamed by the direction of conscious understanding. Such an idea would easily belong in the middle position. We would then describe the card as the central test of the whole line. And certainly the peacefulness and great reversal of the hanged man would follow strength perfectly. But we can also see strength as the qualities vital for beginning the line. The search inward cannot be accomplished by the ego. We need to confront feelings and desires long hidden from our conscious thoughts. If we attempt to transform ourselves by a wholly rational process, we create another kind of persona. Something very like this, in fact, happens quite often. Something very like this, in fact, happens quite often. Many people feel a lack of spontaneity in their lives. They look around them or read books on psychology and observe with a certain jealousy or even shame at their own repressions, the characteristics of spontaneous people. And then rather than follow the fearful process of releasing their hidden fears and desires, they carefully imitate spontaneity. They have extended the chariot to a new domain. By making strength number eight, we set it against the chariot as a different kind of power, not the ego's will, but the inner strength to confront yourself calmly and without fear. The mysteries can be brought out because we have found the strength to face them. The lion signifies all the feelings, fears, and desires and confusions suppressed by the ego in its attempt to control life. The charioteer drew upon his inner feelings as a source of energy, but was always careful to direct that energy where he consciously decided it should go. Strength allows the inner passions to emerge as the first step in going beyond the ego. So since I don't want this episode to be entirely quoting Rachel Pollock's uh, insights into uh, number eight and number 11 uh, of strength and justice, basically what it boils down to in this sentence from numbers, page 74 of this book, the symbolism of the pictures and numbers reinforces the comparison of strength and the chariot. So basically what starts with the lovers as number six, that energy leads into the chariot as number seven, and then the strength card as number eight. We can describe the rider pack lovers as a schematic energy diagram. Therefore, the chariot and strength belong together esoterically as the practical, practical manifestation of the principles symbolized in the magician and the high priestess. And psychologically, they also embody two kinds of power. Our society emphasizes the masculine force of control, conquest, dominating the world through reason and will. But the feminine qualities of intuition and spontaneous emotion are far from weakness. To release your deepest emotions with love and faith requires great courage as well as strength.
Turning now to justice as number 11, Rachel continues her thoughts on that number 11 as justice. The scales represent the perfect balance of past and future. Past and future balance, not in time, but in the clear sight of justice staring out at you from the exact center of the major arcana. Now, if the justice card is eight instead of 11, um, it wouldn't be the exact center of the major arcana. So that's um, a point towards having justice as number 11. Now, throughout the first half of the major arcana, when a person involves himself in the outer world, he suffers from the illusion that he is living life on the active principle. This is because we confuse doing things with action. As we turn inwards, we assume we turn away from action. And indeed, the process of line two, so the second part of the major arcana, cannot be accomplished without a pause in our outer lives, or at least a shift in attention. But real action, as opposed to pointless movement, always brings meaning and value to our lives. Such action comes out of understanding. Otherwise, we remain truly passive, machines being pushed from one event to the next with no understanding of what causes us to do the things we do. The true purpose of line two is not to abandon the active principle, but to awaken it. So the imagery of Trump 11, the justice card, combines the magician and the high priestess more completely than ever before. First of all, the digits of number 11 add up to two, but the number also signifies a higher version of one, as well as a lesser version of 21. The woman seated before two pillars with a veil between them suggests the high priestess, but her red robe and her posture, one arm up, one arm down, implies the magician. True action arises from self-knowledge. Wisdom arises out of action. In life, as in the picture, the magician and the high priestess are in inextricably combined, like a male and female snake twined around each other, symbol of the kundalini as well as the catechus of Hermes or the double helix of DNA. The color of the veil is purple, emblem of inner wisdom, background, crown, hair, and, all, and scales are all yellow, signifying mental force. Wisdom does not arise spontaneously. We must think about our lives if we wish to understand them. But all our thinking goes nowhere unless it develops out of a clear vision of the truth. Justice indicates an understanding of that vision. On the microcosmic level of personal psychology, the Wheel of Fortune represents a vision of a person's life, the events, who you are, what you've made of yourself. So it stands to reason that justice as number 11, coming directly after the Wheel of Fortune, representing the vision of a person's life and the events, makes sense. As long as we believe that our past lives just happen, that we do not bring our own selves into existence through everything we do, then the past remains a mystery and the future an endlessly turning wheel empty of meaning. Further, by accepting responsibility for ourselves, we paradoxically free ourselves from the past. In this research that I've done for this episode, it really comes down to which card works for you in which position, whether you think that the strength card works best after the chariot card, or whether you think the justice card works best after the wheel of fortune, or vice versa. Um, also, 
that kind of thinking or that philosophy appears in Mary Kay Greer's Who Are You in the Tarot? Discover Your Birth and Year Cards and Uncover Your Destiny. This concept of the switch between the justice and the strength cards. Now, if you see justice as the number eight, she says in this book, um, by the way, this is the second edition of this book. The third edition, which I believe is the newest edition, is called Archetypal Tarot, if I'm remembering correctly. So when you see justice as the number eight, it will follow your chariot year instead of strength. And this is a good opportunity to see which card works best for you. What, she, what seems like perseverance with strength can be indecision or waffling with the justice card placed in this position. Both can require balancing the needs of one aspect of your life with those of another. With justice, you'll probably focus more on the adjustments you have to make as a result of decisions and directions taken in the two prior years. Now, for strength as the number 11, then it will follow the Wheel of Fortune year. So here's another good opportunity to see which card works best for you. This is a year of creative and passionate self-expression, but it requires struggles, self-discipline, and stamina. After the social whirl and expanded opportunities that arose with the wheel, you have to figure out how to handle them all with, the energy, with energy and grace. You have to wrestle things into shape you can live with, whether it's creative materials or old fears or relationships with others. Your ability to stand strong may be tested at a new level and weaknesses could have consequences in the following year. So really, um, the verbiage in Mary Kate Greer's book, and also to some degree Rachel Pollack's book, gives you the encouragement to choose for yourself which designation um, in these numbers work best for you. How do you see it? Do you see strength as number eight following ch the chariot? Or do you see strength as number 11 following the wheel of fortune? Do you see justice as number eight following the chariot? Or do you see justice as number 11 following the wheel of fortune? It really is about personal preference and how you understand the cards, but just know where these cards are placed in the fool's journey may change how you see them and how you interpret these cards. Now, finally, I was asked, how do I see these cards? Which numbering do I designate? And I am a Rider Waite Smith kind of girl, so I read strength as number eight and justice as number 11 because that's how I learned when I first was learning how to read tarot. Now, I talk about this journey and the fool's journey um, based upon Joseph Campbell's um, hero's journey uh, structure. Um, and I talk about this in my book, How to Read Tarot, um, that it was published from Flame Tree Publishing in November, 2022. Um, so knowing that numbering and knowing the fool starts the journey at number zero and that the world or the universe um, is number 21, that structure of that journey from the fool to the world 
it is for a reason. And just because Arthur Waite decided to switch this numbering, um, you really do have to choose for yourself where strength makes sense to you, where justice makes sense to you in the context of the fool's journey. So for me, and I do talk about this in my book, I do acknowledge that switch. So I say at number eight that strength or justice, I associate strength with eight rather than 11. And then when justice comes up, I write in parentheses or strength at number 11, um, <clears throat> because it really is a choice that every tarot reader should make as long as it makes sense to you and make sure that you're using a tarot deck that corresponds with your own associations of the major arcana. So I talk about this in the major arcana chapter of my book, and I talk about the fool's journey. The major arcana of the tarot deals with the larger archetypes or pivot points that many people experience. We begin and end as the fool, and the major arcana deck deals mostly with the fool's journey, as detailed in Joseph Campbell's The Hero with a Thousand Faces. It is represented as three major stages, departure, the fool through the chariot, initiation of strength through death, and the return, temperance through the world. So that's how I associate strength. I associate strength as the beginning of the initiation portion of the Tarot Major Arcana Fool's Journey. It just makes sense to me. It makes sense to me that justice is the very middle of a tarot deck, that moment of choice um, coming with the justice card, facing the consequences that have come with the decisions made in following the call to adventure. And it also makes sense to me that justice comes before the hanged one, the moment of pause and surrender. So ultimately, you need to choose for yourself and you need to find a tarot deck that corresponds with that choice that you've made. Is strength number eight and is justice number 11 for you and why? Once again, a big thank you to Katie for submitting this question. Now, if you want to be a rock star like Katie and ask a question like this one, please feel free to use the voice message feature by going to my main Anchor FM website and clicking on leave a voice message and you may be featured in an upcoming podcast episode. Thank you for listening to the Tarot by Hillary podcast. Please leave a kind review wherever you subscribe to your podcasts and let me know what topics I can cover in the next episode.